Thank you for joining me for Soulful Conversations with my community of fellow travelers, exploring the heart, the mind, and the globe. These conversations highlight what travel really means for the world. Soul of Travel honors the passion and dedication of the people making a positive impact in tourism. Each week, I'll be speaking to women who are tourism professionals, world travelers, and leaders in their communities. We'll explore how travel has changed them and how that has rippled out and inspired them to change the world. These conversations are as much about travel as they are about passion and living life with purpose, chasing dreams, building businesses, and having the desire to make the world a better place. This is a community of people who know travel is more than a vacation. It is an opportunity for personal awareness, and it is a vehicle for change. We are thought leaders, action takers, and heart-centered change makers. I'm Christine Weinbrenner-Eyrich, and this is The Soul of Travel. Sophia Godoy is the co-founder and chief operations officer at Etnica, a Guatemalan-based social enterprise focused on responsible travel through community and immersive experiences. In 2018, she was selected among 2,000 applicants to participate in the Young Leaders of America's Initiative, a U.S. State Department-sponsored program for entrepreneurs from Latin America and the Caribbean. In 2021, Sophia and the Etnica team were among the winners of the UNWTO's Global Startup Competition for their contribution to the SDGs. In our conversation, Sophia talks about travel being a way to truly understand a country in a holistic way, the importance in taking time to understand where you are traveling, and the ways we can connect social impact, community-led tourism, and anti-oppression while creating deep and meaningful connections. Join me now for my soulful conversation with Sophia Godoy. Welcome to Soul of Travel podcast. I am so happy today to be sitting down with Sophia Godoy, who's joining us from Guatemala. Um, Sophia is the co-founder and chief operations officer at Etnica, which is a Guatemalan-based social enterprise focused on responsible travel. And I am just so excited to get to bring you on and share all of the things that are your specialty. So many of them are things that um, I'm really passionate about as well. And we've been so lucky to have some really beautiful conversations already. So I'm happy to be able to let our listeners into this experience today. Thank you so much, Christine and listeners. Thank you so much for the space. I'm very happy to be able to share my, a little bit of my experience here in Guatemala and in the travel industry in general. So I'm uh, very excited for our conversation today. Thank you. And Sophia and I were connected through the RISE Travel Institute when she was presenting uh, her capstone project. I immediately had ears perking up and sent an email straight away to connect um, because 
one, I have such a deep love of Guatemala. And two, like I said, many of the things that we're both so passionate about in the space of travel, I just knew that it would be a real soulful connection. So I know that Rise will probably be sprinkled in throughout this conversation as well. Um, and I, I just can't wait to start digging in. So uh, let's start by, I'll give you the opportunity to introduce yourself and tell us just a little bit about who you are in the space of travel right now. Wonderful. So I was born and raised here in Guatemala. My background is actually hospitality. I studied hospitality when I was in college, and that was my first approach to the tourism industry here in Guatemala. Different paths in life brought me to work exclusively in tourism. Uh, once I graduated college, I started working at a local tour operator here in Guatemala in operations. So I was able to get my first close-up um, to community tourism, which is what we do here at Etnica, what we promote. Um, however, the company I was working for was not entirely focused on community tourism as their main product. Uh, Guatemala has different segments when it comes to travel. Weddings, conventions are some of the biggest, even cruises. Doesn't make much sense considering that community tourism has uh, such a, a strong presence, you know, it's pretty much all over the country. So this was my first close up to tourism. I got really curious into what community and cultural tourism was. And um, I had the opportunity of doing a master's in cultural tourism. Uh, I was able to go to Spain and study abroad. However, I definitely wanted to come back to Guatemala and start doing something here. As soon as I came back, I started working as a tour leader uh, for Intrepid Travel. I also worked for Flashback and for another company focused on student travel called Explorica. This gave me my first experience leading tour groups. Intrepid being a responsible travel company also uh, well opened my eyes into this segment that is so rewarding. However, I wanted to do things a bit differently, you know, uh, considering that group travel can sometimes be a little bit more complex and uh, it, it's fast paced, you know, so you don't have a lot of time to like actually slow down and absorb the destination, reflect on the activities. Uh, so definitely wanted to do it a bit different when it came to Etnica. Our main goal when we started the company in 2016 with Pablo, my partner, um, was supporting artisans, you know, because uh, one thing that I noticed uh, during my experience in tourism is that a lot of travelers come here to Guatemala to experience and learn how crafts and textiles are made. It's very different, difficult to separate those segments here when it comes to travel. So um, we definitely wanted to create more meaningful interactions and to foster deeper connections with these local actors that sometimes were not receiving the entire benefit of the amount of tourists that were visiting them, you know, you I would see a lot of groups coming in, but uh, the communities were not evolving. You, you know, you could see that there wasn't a major impact. So we definitely wanted to do it different. Uh, we started with five communities here in Guatemala, where we um, met our first artisan partners. And it was definitely an integration process that took us about a year of research, you know, gaining our partners trust, us to trust them as well, you know, and to establish a mutually beneficial relationship. Because it has to be a win-win for everybody. When we say that we're a social enterprise, we're still an enterprise, you know. So it definitely has to uh, be an effort on both ends. Uh, it was a wonderful process where we learned a lot. So we started with an e-commerce platform where we were supporting artisans in selling their products. 
And as we started growing, it started evolving. And we we had people reach out that wanted to come here to learn textiles, you know, and they wanted to learn ceramics or they wanted to take an art class. And then it started evolving even more. And we started connecting to other different experiences, discovering other community tourism projects that were not entirely focused on the artisan sector. Maybe they were more focused on conservation or on education. So definitely that opened up an entire new world for us. And Ethnica evolved into what uh, we know today. <laughs> so um, I'm no longer leading uh, group travel for other DMCs. I'm focused entirely 100% on Ethnica. And um, it's been a wonderful journey for us, creating new partnerships. Um, last year, we won the UNWTO Global Startup Competition for the SDGs. Um, because our business model is focused on breaking the cycle of poverty through travel. So that definitely skyrocketed us even more, which was very motivating after the pandemic. So uh, here we are today, um, still growing. Yeah, congratulations on on receiving that and for the recognition for for the work that you're doing. Um, that, you know, like I mentioned, that's definitely what really resonated with me. And as I would travel, I always found myself kind of seeking these experiences, looking for artisans I could connect with, looking for ways to engage with social impact projects or to be uh, connected to community and really starting to look at, you know, how travel could be more impactful if we use those points of connection to create our travel experiences. Um, And I love that, you know, you started working with artisans, but then that kind of widened as you learned the other ways that you could engage and connect. And I think um, what I love about the journeys that you create is that they are really um, a holistic examination of the destination of Guatemala to invite travelers really into that conversation and using these experiences as not just learning about ceramics per se but to learn about like what that means to the community who that's supporting like there's all these other pieces um and one of the examples that you have shared with me in the past was the coffee tour that you did that kind of is an example of circular economy in Guatemala I would love for you to share how that experience came about what it looks like and why that's important to bring travelers into understanding Guatemala well, uh, definitely at Etnica, what we do is that we we want to visualize these initiatives, you know, because it's not something that we can entirely that we can take credit for. These projects uh, came up as a necessity uh, to tackle the social injustice and the oppressive dynamics that happen here in Guatemala as a developing country. And in the case of coffee, it is one of the biggest exports here in Guatemala. You know, Guatemalan coffee is top notch, super super good. However, uh, agriculture is not a dignified job as it should be being so necessary. So uh, one of our partners is uh, De La Gente, which is a, a, a nonprofit that is based in the outskirts of Antigua, Guatemala. Antigua is very famous for its high altitude coffee. The region in general, you know, being so fertile with volcanoes around. Um, it's something that a lot of Guatemalans are de- dedicated to. However, they face a lot of barriers when it comes to commercializing their product, taking it abroad where their actual consumers are found. So um, this nonprofit is focused on creating economic opportunities for uh, farmer cooperatives from the village of San Miguel Escobar. 
And they found community tourism to be a bridge for development for them as well, you know, not only support them in getting their product out there, but being able to share it on like the large coffee tours where you go to a plantation and um, they're a bit more superficial because you're only like in a little tractor and you get a demonstration of the how this process goes. However, in the La Gente, you do this hand by hand with a local farmer. You walk to the coffee fields with the farmers. You go to their house to learn the entire artisan process because uh, original coffee was not processed using heavy machinery. It was something that was entirely done by hand using a grinding stone. Um, you know, people will roast the coffee on the roof of their houses. Um, so this coffee tour is very, very special, you know, because um, from the moment you get to Antigua, you start supporting that portion of the entire economy of the village. The driver that will pick you up is from San Miguel. She will take you back to the to the village where you will meet the farmers. You will do the entire coffee demonstration and tour with the farmers. You will come back to their houses uh, where the entire family participates. You know, you will walk with the farmer to the fields and he will share all of you know, his identity, the coffee culture that they have. But when you come back, his wife is going to be probably the one that's going to teach you how to grind the, how to grind the coffee, how to use the grinding stone. And the family will also prepare lunch for the travelers. Definitely lunch is prepared with ingredients that they source locally. You know, and uh, the translators that are part of the trip are also that are helping with the language barrier are also locals. So definitely you are already supporting a circular economy system. Because mm -hmm. all of the money that is going into the store is staying in San Miguel Escobar. Mm -hmm. uh, you also get a complimentary coffee, uh, one pound to take back with you. Um, they also do cooking classes where you can take the recipe back with you. So uh, it's very valuable because this is something that travelers can still support once they're back home. Mm -hmm. For example, this nonprofit allows you to subscribe to a coffee uh, service that they have. Even when you're in the States or anywhere in the world, you can still continue to receive your coffee. So uh, we find this experience very valuable, unlike any other coffee tours, because uh, it allows travelers to create a deeper connection. You know, now they know what's behind their coffee cup from bean to cup and why it is so special and why it is so important. And I guess ultimately this also emp empowers travelers to make more conscious consumption decisions in the end, you know, like maybe after this coffee tour, they won't buy their coffee from a large corporation, but they will look more into fair trade coffee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I, the part of it that sticks out for me is just imagining myself walking with that farmer to the field because those are the moments for me that I find I'll really hang on to after I travel anyway, so I can feel myself leaning into that. And just really the value of being able to spend time with someone in their space and have them tell you and share their story. I think that's so powerful for the traveler and for the person that is, um, is leading the tour or sharing th their life experience with you. And um, like you said, too, just allowing travelers to learn something about something that they probably interact with every day without thinking about how it arrived at their home. It really changes the context of that. And I think it's such a powerful experience. You mentioned that part of the process uh, of your trips is really showing travelers, you know, all the parts of Guatemala. I think when we think about travel we're thinking about only, you know, visiting beautiful beaches or maybe seeing museums or highlights of a country, but we're not really committed to fully understanding 
where we are and and what it's like to live there. And I love that the trips that you create are not just education for travelers, but they're really like education in action. And you are showing travelers like what gentrification and mass tourism impact in your country. You're showing them how some travel practices actually support oppression in a country, but you're doing it in a way that like almost they can discover it. It's not, I don't know, it's just such a a really valuable practice, but why is this so important to you? And and how do you do this? How do you start to tell this full story of your country? Well, um, I think it definitely depends on the first approach that we have from our customers on and travelers. You know, um, a lot of them uh, have gone through popular travel blogs or, you know, uh, travel guides that will lead them in the direction of visiting the, the conventional destinations, which is fine. You know, it's, it's difficult to um, shift people's people want to travel because they want to be happy. You know, they want to have these memories and they have their interests. However, we definitely suggest these type of activities, you know, and give them further information about why they are so special. You know, um, when it comes to families, for example, why it is so special to take a cooking class with a local family. If you're traveling with your kids, for example, this can create a space for cultural exchange. And um, we really want to highlight the benefit that goes both ways. You know, it goes both ways for local hosts and for the travelers that are coming here. Ultimately, when you choose to travel in a more ethical way, you are going to be happier and you are going to feel more rewarded. However, there are so many things beyond what your eye can see when you come here to a place. We're definitely focused on being very transparent. You know, Guatemala is a developing country and it has so many complexities uh, that even though it is a very highly friendly tourist destination, there are some things that are pretty mind-blowing once you're here. You know, there's so much inequality and you can see it in the travel destinations as well. Um, you know, there we have um, very poor development indexes as a country. Um, malnutrition is skyrocketing in comparison to other countries in the Americas. And um, for example, Guatemala is super productive. There's so much abundance. So a lot of people don't actually question that when they're traveling. Why is there so much poverty when there is so much productivity? And then that's when corruption comes in and how it is affecting. It's even affecting the travel industry because um, there is not much investment in infrastructure. So tourism is here as an act of resistance, especially community tourism, because we're working against everything that's going against us, you know, Um, bad infrastructure, political instability. Uh, However, we're still able to keep a fully thriving tourism industry. And this is thanks to the local communities, you know, and it's very valuable for travelers to see that, especially when you come to destinations that are so popular on its own, for example, like Antigua, which is incredibly gentrified right now, but the majority of people aren't noticing that, you know, once you move to the outskirts of Antigua and do a, a tour, for example, like the coffee tour I just shared with you, or an experience with weavers or visit a market outside of Antigua, then that's, that's even more eye opening. So we definitely do try to provide as much context as possible and not sugarcoat things. Um, We definitely want to empower travelers to move around on their own. So we are super detailed in following them around their journey. Uh, We connect uh, with our customers and travelers through an app where they have direct chat with our team the entire time. We give them all the necessary suggestions and recommendations for them to also make the most of their experience on their own. But uh, I think a very valuable part of what we do here at Etnica are, are local guides. And local guides are the ones that are able to share this context in depth. 
And that also applies to local hosts. You know, when you go to a community tourism project on your own, you're able to learn from the people that are behind us why they wanted to do this and how it is changing their lives. Yeah. I think one of the things is so important, like you said, is when you are working with local guides and and doing homestays and connecting with people in communities, the, the engagement and conversation and asking questions, I think there's something that we resist typically in those situations. I think maybe even understanding that there is so much um, oppression and political dis- political discord and all that, that maybe we feel like it's inappropriate to ask questions or to get that, that understanding of the context. But really, once you start having those conversations, you realize that people really are eager to share and to converse and to talk about things. And we don't have to kind of worry about being overly sensitive. And I think, you know, it's always good to understand where or where not to have some sensitive conversations. But for the most part, I have found that people really want to share openly about their experiences. And that's exactly where you find common ground, you know, like when you're saying about those questions, uh, I'll give you an example for a a homestay where you have a language barrier. um, And I don't know, you have someone with an entirely different background um, and staying here with a family that has an entirely different background. But through asking those questions, you will find common ground, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's where you can foster a more even meaningful connection with the person. So I think that's uh, the most valuable. We definitely encourage travelers to ask as many questions as possible because that's also motivating for the local partners that we have here, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. It's showing that the traveler is interested in their identity and their story and why they're doing this and in who they are. And that's definitely uh, another point in favor to why they should keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, we mentioned the um, the RISE course that you are a part of, and I know that you ended up working with the RISE team to create a, a pre-trip destination course that really helps to um, create that level of in-depth context before travelers come to the country. Why was that important for you to get involved in? And what does that offer travelers if people are looking for having a greater understanding before they travel to the country? Well, our partnership with the Rise Travel Institute uh, has been definitely very rewarding for us and something unlike any other local partnership that we could have found here. Um, The program that they have... uh, for uh, education in sustainability and anti-oppression is fantastic. And I I took the program in 2021, Um, obviously not as a world traveler because I'm not as well traveled as a lot of my peers were. Um, However, I did have a lot of experience moving around with groups, you know, and I noticed that um, these conversations needed to happen. You know, I, I saw a lot of travelers that, Guatemala would hit them in the face as soon as they would come, you know, there's culture shock. There's so many things that you want to question and there's not a space for you to question them or to dig deep into them and why you're feeling the way you're feeling and um, being able to connect with rice and see how there were more people interested in this was wonderful for us at Etnica. During my, in my capstone project, I was able to present um, different initiatives and projects here in Guatemala that are, that would align perfectly to the topics that we were discussing on on the course. So um, it was really good for me to be able to share this. And that's where the opportunity for the destination course came. 
Um, the destination course is focused on providing social, historical, cultural, and political context on Guatemala. It's brief because obviously there's so much to share, uh, but we definitely wanted to wrap it up in a way that wasn't too overwhelming and would still motivate travelers to come here. Because even with all the beauties that we have here, the complexities and the issues that we Guatemalans face on a daily basis are very harsh, just like uh, any other developing country. You know, but Guatemala just got out of the civil war when you consider it. We were in a civil war for 36 years from 1960 to 1996. It wasn't very far long ago that it ended. So we're still seeing the impact of that. Migration is still growing, even though travel, the travel industry is still getting stronger. A lot of people are still leaving their villages because of the lack of decent job opportunities. So there are definitely a lot of layers that come into travel that travelers can support and do better choices to, you know, counter these uh, unfortunate things that are affecting rural Guatemala mostly, you know, it's a very unequal country. So the course for us was an opportunity to share our experience, you know, and uh, well, how Guatemala unfolds as a competitive travel destination in spite of all of these issues. So even though um, me and Pablo, who are, giving, who are the instructors for this course, we are sharing our position and our perspectives from a position of privilege, and we're perfectly aware of that. Uh, we had the opportunity of going abroad and studying outside of Guatemala and accessing superior education, which is something that the majority of Guatemalans aren't able to do. So for us, it's very important to be able to share things exactly as they are. We're not going to sugarcoat that things in Guatemala are wonderful. You know, we are the land of eternal spring, but things are not always blooming wonderfully here. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely very important that travelers know where they are, you know, and what things are acceptable and which ones are not like something very simple, like going to the market and bargaining can contribute so much to poverty and to extinction of culture. And travelers don't know that because they will pick up a travel guide. And the first advice they're going to have on lonely planet is, Oh, make sure to haggle, never play, never pay full price. It's a cultural thing. It's not, <laughs> it's not in the end, you know, and it, that's contributing to so many social injustices that mostly affect women and young children, which are the majority of the population here. So mm -hmm. for us, it definitely is very important. We're very grateful to have the opportunity of having this course. With the experiential journey that we hosted with the Rice Travel Institute, we visited 12 different community tourism projects. It was very intensive, fast-paced. However, uh, I was very lucky to be a part of the tour and be a local host. And I definitely did see how rewarding these trips can be. Um, you know, the group was very much engaged. Everybody had taken the course before. So they had a prior knowledge of what they were coming to, you know, and that allowed the experiences to be even more thoughtful because everybody was so engaged with asking questions. They had prior knowledge of what some of the projects were focused on. So that allowed the trip to be even more seamlessly. And uh, for me, it was wonderful, you know, in comparison to other group trips that I've led, everybody had the same mindset. Everybody had the same goals of learning. So it was unlike any other trip I led. Uh, we are definitely pushing our customers to take the, the course as well because it will prepare them even more for their trip. They're going to come even more excited because they already have prior knowledge. And that makes it even more rewarding for the local hosts. Like for the local guide that is giving you a walking tour around the Antigua, you already know a little bit of the history. So the conversation is going to evolve even more. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I love it. It just creates that, like you said, that deep connection before you even travel. So then once you get there, you're not really superficially engaging with the destination Mm -hmm. or people, you can really step into meaningful conversations and really begin to learn more. And then your experience is even richer because you, you have this understanding. And I think you move through a space so differently when you are more aware and more comfortable and just, um, and then for me in particular, to be able to travel with a community of travelers like that would be so powerful because that's how I always want to engage and, and talk and connect. And often, you know, like you said, people aren't, aren't coming from that space. You don't usually have such a group that's so connected in one mission and one way of thinking and, and understanding and what they're there for. So. I love that. And I, I also love that you're encouraging travelers who are coming to Guatemala to take that program. Um, I offer a trip to Guatemala and I will definitely, I'm going to build that into my offering and encourage my travelers to take it as well, because I, I think it's a bit of our personal, personal responsibility when we travel somewhere to know about where we're going. And, you know, it doesn't, like you said, it's not, a huge course, but I, I think it's just really important to, to know about where you're traveling and why you're traveling. And then um, it just creates a larger space for it to be an impactful trip as well. Absolutely. And it can apply to any style of travel here. You know, you don't have to come to Guatemala and focus 100% on community tourism. Um, you can combine it with other experiences of your interest. However, it will definitely make it more rich, like you mentioned. You know, you won't come here entirely blindfolded because we get that, you know, in the end, uh, there's travelers and there's tourists, you know, there are some that come here and it's like they forget absolutely everything they've experienced in their other trips. And uh, it's okay, you know, because not everybody is prepared or um, educated in the in the ways of responsible travel. uh, But having this insight will definitely empower them to be more Mm self-aware. And how their trip is impacting Guatemala in general and how it's impacting on a personal level as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, and that's one thing that I really would love to emphasize is this seems like it's so much about the um, engagement with Guatemala and understanding Guatemala. But I think really what you will learn is a lot about yourself because you will understand how you have seen the world and engaged with the world and, and things that you just didn't know about who you are and your own identity. And that becomes, I think, a really powerful part of the process as well. Yes, it's going to change in the end, the way that you travel in general, you know, Guatemala might be a starting point, or it might be your 83rd country. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. it's definitely going to evolve how you're going to travel in the future. And we've seen that like, uh, with the people that come here and take like, in-depth trips that are more slow paced, they will come back next, you know, already more prepared and more interested in experiencing another part of Guatemala. Mm -hmm. Because even though we're such a small country, there's so much richness here. It's so culturally diverse. uh, So, and geographically diverse as well in such a small territory. So it's definitely worth experiencing at a slow pace. And I think that the people that are able to do that are very lucky. Yes. Yeah. Very lucky. I mean, it's been one of the most impactful destinations for me personally. So I just, whenever anyone mentions that they're curious about traveling there, I am like, yes, if Guatemala told you to come, you should go. (laughs) Because that was my experience is that it just kept telling me to come. 
And when I arrived there, I really understood what that invitation was about. And it was such a powerful experience. And you mentioned Guatemala being an overwhelming experience and needing kind of time to reflect and integrate. Um, I know for me, that was really important and not so much for, you know, things that you might see that you aren't used to in terms of poverty or culture shock. But for me, it was like my, my level of personal awareness and spirituality were really like awakened during this trip. And for me, that was what was really powerful. And I just needed space to, to be with that. And I think that when you're guiding travelers and, you know, you can share how this is for you, but when you're working with travelers, knowing that you're in a place that is going to evoke so much emotion, like a wide variety of emotion for your travelers, how do you create space for that? Because I think that's something that's newer to the travel industry is um, reflecting on what you're experiencing while you're experiencing it creating space for that, creating space for more in-depth conversations and not just plowing through everything that's on your bucket list or everything that you want to experience. Um, how do you, how do you create that for your travelers? Well, I definitely agree. This is something relatively new. Like um, I'm, I'm not going to lie when I was leading trips for other companies, this wasn't a goal of mine, you know, like I would notice that some people were struggling but I would relate it more to maybe like group dynamics, you know, because you have so many different personalities, people with different interests, and that's definitely a, a part of group travel. So I wouldn't see it as, as a necessity until I actually started leading these trips for Etnica that were with a purpose, you know, and more educational. And definitely the being uh, taking the rise, being part of the rise pilot program was definitely shifting for me as well. You know, as I was going through the different lessons uh, from the wonderful instructors, I was like, oh my God, this would have been so, so useful when I was leading this trip, you know, and this person was struggling. Like, um, I didn't know that these spaces were necessary mm -hmm. until now. So um, definitely we want to employ them and apply them to our trips uh, as they go. I think having a local host and a leader is definitely necessary for these spaces you know because you cannot expect like a family to sit the travelers on their own to like sit down at the end of the day and talk about this like how are you feeling and all of that I think this is something that has to be done by the local guides because they're able to provide some perspective on how things are here and why they are like that you know and provide a little bit more clarity because uh, there are some things here in Guatemala that will definitely break your heart, you know. So being able to understand why they are the way, why things are the way they are, and why we are at this situation currently right now, um, having local input is very, very valuable. So for us, having those spaces mm -hmm. is done through clear communication. You know, we're available even for travelers that are on their own. We're available twenty four seven. They have direct uh, chat mm -hmm. with our team. They're able to call us so we can provide more insight on that. But since we're not always on the field, it's definitely up to the local guides. And that's why it's so valuable for us to employ local guides. You know, a lot of travelers, even Guatemalans, don't want to support local guides because they believe that it's like an extra expense or that they will be able to figure out the experience on their own. And definitely not. You know, there's so much more that goes into this experience when you hire a guide you're going to get the full experience. And in the end, you're also supporting local economy because the local guides are from there. They have been there the entire life. And a lot of them are even self-taught. You know? 
Um, and they've gone through a certification process that is very demanding, sometimes a little bit frustrating. So for them, for you to be able to support someone that has their guide credential is wonderful because you know that this person has taken the time to become an expert and to share this information in an accurate way. So definitely these spaces are done with the guides and with the trip leaders. Um, and they will adapt to the type of group. You know, if it's teenagers that are here for an educational purpose, it's absolutely mandatory, you know. And also for the parents, for example, to be able to see uh, the different experiences that their kids are engaging in and how this will um, allow them to experience the world in a different way. So definitely it's up to the guides. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, for people listening, if you haven't traveled with a local guide before that it will really shift the way you travel forever. Like it, it's really, really amazing to be able to have that interaction. And especially um, in Guatemala, where if you're going from one place to another, it takes quite a bit of time to get usually from one place to another. And so that space traveling together with that guide again, there's just more space for conversation and what you're noticing out the window or just asking questions that you might have. It just creates such a rich experience versus just, you know, driving in a rented car with your family or riding on the bus or something. I I just, um, I really encourage people if you haven't done that to try that. Well, I really want to start to talk about the um, women's trips that you have been working on. Um, obviously my listeners know that supporting women's social impact projects and connecting with women and artisans is what I'm all about. That's what I've always gravitated towards in travel, but I began to understand the impact travel has when you intentionally support women and really then starting to understand the role that women play in communities. It became more valuable for me. And you and I have talked about how women are the keepers of culture and how travel can really help to step in and help create more value for preserving that culture. And um, also, I know that we've both seen, you know, women rising and overcoming oppression with limited access to education or jobs and tourism really allows them to kind of get inventive and creative in how they can step into those roles. Um, so I would love to talk about uh, some of your itineraries and then also like really the importance of connecting tourists with women's um, projects and women as they travel through a destination. Well, the majority of our partners here in Guatemala are women. Uh, we work uh, with about 60% of women weavers uh, from different indigenous ethnicities. Textiles are such a strong part of of the, the identity of Maya women here in Guatemala. You know, uh, as I mentioned, it's already an act of resistance when they're um, continuing to protect and practice these artisan traditions with globalization, you know, and fast fashion and plagiarism and disregard of intellectual property playing against them and access to education in general. You know, the majority of the population here are women and the majority of young girls are not even able to finish school. They get pulled out of school because obviously Guatemala is a very patriarchal society where it's thought that the women is supposed to take care of the family and, um, you know, cater to the men at a very young age. So a lot of our partners weren't even able to finish school. You know, they got pulled out at a very young age to start working. They start learning how to weave when they're seven years old. 
which is something amazing in the end, you know, because they wear their traditional garments so proudly. It takes so much to make one piece following a very intricate process. And all of them are so different. All of the different textile traditions here in Guatemala are different in such a small territory. So we definitely wanted to highlight that here uh, as, at Etnica as one of our main purposes. The idea of starting this uh, women's trips is for women to empower women. You know, that, that is the goal because it's going to come both ways. Um, so we are working on some very intense itineraries that are focused on only supporting projects that are led by women. Women are the backbone of the home here. You know, they're expected to take care of their kids. They're expected to, to work and they're expected to keep the household together in general. And they do it. You know, they do it. They're able to do it with everything playing against them. So for us, it's very valuable um, to allow them to share their voices, you know, and to be able to share with travelers a little bit of their background as well, you know, um, because there's so much to tell. There's so much stories for them to tell um, why they are doing what they're doing. So these trips um, are going to be group trips. You know, they're going to be open for uh, women from anywhere that want to come here. It's going to be small group travel, though. And they're going to be led uh, by one of our uh, local hosts that is a certified guide and woman as well. And they are going to be focused on community tourism experiences. They're going to combine a little bit of leisure. Obviously, you're going to come here to Guatemala and you, there are some places that you cannot miss out on. But we are going to we are combining those destinations where it's some very meaningful experiences focused on uh, agricultural tourism, you know, um, use of medicinal plants um, Midwives are very strong part of Guatemalan identity. The majority of babies here in Guatemala are born uh, with the support of a comadrona, a midwife. And the use of medicinal plants is very important as well. You know, uh, in rural Guatemala, Western medicine is not the first option. It's um, traditional medicine, you know, and this is something that is very, very strong and very, very rooted into the identity of women and people in general, especially when you actually learn the background of midwives that don't even charge for their services. You know, this is a voluntary um, service that they offer their community. So there is so many things to discover there. And we are combining all of these in an adventure for women to come learn from other women who you will find common ground with just from these conversations, you know, but they are going to be some very hands-on experiences. You're going to be able to learn from the midwives about the medicinal plants, how to manufacture some of the products that they make by hand that are focused on wellness medicine as well. Uh, we're going to have uh, some natural dyes workshops with women as well. And we're going to do some cooking classes and they're going to be led entirely by female guides. So even when we do like archaeological zones or something that is a little bit more specialized, it's going to be with women. Amazing. I'm so excited. I feel like, yeah, everything that you just mentioned is exactly what I would want from a travel experience. But I think, again, it's just so important to bring women into those conversations. And like you said, that the equal exchange that happens too, I think, I have been lucky to witness some of those conversations and where the the women that I've brought as travelers walk away, not realizing how much they were going to get out of that interaction. Like they expected to maybe learn something or, you know, just, you know, learn how to do something or watch something more cultural, but they didn't expect such a deep personal connection or to learn something 
so profound about themselves through another woman's story, especially a woman in Guatemala that maybe they wouldn't think they would be able to connect with. And like you said, I think that's just where the real power of these kinds of experiences are, is being able to find that that common ground amongst all of these things that seem so far apart. And I think that's where travel has this beautiful power to create connection and to start to overcome some of these things that we're seeing in the world. And so I'm really excited for you to begin to offer those trips. And we're very happy for 2023. Um, Definitely travel is starting to reactivate slowly here. So we're feeling very positive that we're going to have a good response. And in the end, we're just so motivated to be able to share the resilience that these women have, you know, because I was mentioning a lot of them weren't able to finish school. Uh, But when you look at what they're doing, they have kids that are already attending college, Mm -hmm. you know, which is uh, education is a privilege here. It's not a right. Mm -hmm. So it's wonderful to see how they have been due to their hard work, you know, and resistance and uh, being the keepers of their culture they're still able to uh, provide better opportunities for their kids. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely something that motivates us. Yeah, it's amazing. And and witnessing that power is something really special and that drive and to see the change that's being made even in one generation of women in a family. um, Like you mentioned, it's, I, I don't, it's something special to be able to be a part of that. And I'm so grateful when I've been able to travel there to, be invited into seeing that. And I, and I hope that travelers that travel with you through the way that you share the country will understand what that kind of connection means that that in itself is not a, you know, is, is a privilege. It's not something we should expect. And it's just um, something really powerful to treasure. Um, before we end our conversation, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, some of the other things that you have coming up. I know that you're working on um, something that's called Travel Gear for Good. And I know you're also looking at moving into Mexico as well. So I would love to just hear like a little highlights of those projects so that our people know what to look forward to. Thank you, Christine. Yes, we're very excited. Um, Well, Travel Gear for Good uh, is a project that we started um, in 2019, late 2019, So we were going full throttle in 2020. Um, We got a grant from the U.S. State Department. Uh, I participated in an entrepreneurship scholarship, and we were able to access a grant uh, for the development of um, a handmade uh, collection of travel accessories uh, that we were doing in collaboration with our artisan partners from Lake Atitlan using um, natural uh, fibers and um, natural dyes. So uh, we started with our first prototypes, which were very successful, but then COVID came. (laughs) So we definitely had to put the project on pause. Um, It is uh, one of our main goals for 2023 to be able to launch our e-commerce as part of our website, to be able to share different travel accessories, you know, uh, not only for travelers uh, that are visiting Guatemala in the future, but for anybody that wants to get them at home, you know, um, we are going to follow, we are following a fair trade model when it comes to this and we're giving credit to the maker. Absolutely. When you uh, purchase a a pouch, a scarf, or any of the products that we're designing, uh, you're going to be able to see who is making the product, you know, and who you are supporting directly. So this is also a way for us to support our partners because not everybody has the opportunity of coming to Guatemala Mm -hmm. you know but um, handmade products are they have a very big demand uh, especially since people are now more conscious in what they're buying so we are uh, finishing curating our collection 
And our ultimate goal is to be able to source artisan products from the different countries where we're going to be working. So the next step is going to be Mexico. <laughs> um, well, my partner and co-founder Pablo is uh, also Mexican. And uh, the spark that ignited Etnica as uh, an idea was actually when he was doing his um, thesis in southern Mexico in Chiapas and Oaxaca with artisans. Um, so we found an opportunity right now to expand our operations to southern Mexico. We're going to be um, relocating temporarily um, to start operations there. Uh, we're in the process of creating our tourism product, definitely with community tourism as a goal, um, which is wonderful because this is going to give us the opportunity to connect Guatemala to other markets that are not able to visit here. Uh, With so many infrastructure issues that we have here in Guatemala, connectivity is very poor. You know, there are a lot of people that are not able to visit Guatemala because there's not many direct flights from Europe or from cities in the States, which are our main markets. Uh, but being in, present in Mexico will allow us to connect it to Guatemala as well, because there are some uh, low cost flights that are um, now available to connect Guatemala to Oaxaca, to connect it to Chiapas, to Yucatan and to Cancun as well. And these airports are definitely more large scale than Guatemala. So we will see this, uh, we see this as an opportunity to be able to connect to markets that we had no idea were out there. Yeah. So we're very excited. Uh, Mexico has a fantastic offer. We uh, both have experience already there, uh, me working as a tour leader. Uh, so there is definitely already a sense of belonging that is definitely necessary if we want to do this. Mm -hmm. um, there are so many cool community tourism projects that are already organized and um, working and thriving wonderfully. So Etnica will provide them more visibility and, you know, we'll be able to connect them to more conscious travelers like the ones that we welcome here. And it's very exciting because we're going to be able to offer also longer trips, you know, you know, offer Mexico and offer an add-on to Guatemala and vice versa, mm -hmm. uh, which will ultimately spark more slow travel and, you know, meaningful travel. So uh, you will find us in Southern Mexico starting next year. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. It's so exciting. And yeah, again, just like the opportunity you said to move slowly through both of those regions and then to be able to compare and contrast and get to understand an even greater sense of being in both of those places. I think that that will offer travelers a really powerful experience. So I'm excited to see what you are creating. Um, well, as we wrap up, um, can you just share, Sophia, how people can find you if they want to connect with you and, uh, and travel with Etnica? Absolutely. You can find us online at etnicatravel.com. You can find us on social media as well as Etnica Travel. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn as Sophia Godoy. And I last, I want to extend an open invitation for all of your listeners to come here to Guatemala. Um, it is definitely worth it. There's so many beautiful things to experience. It, it's such a, the hospitality and the warm, welcoming nature of Guatemalans is just mind blowing. So I can guarantee that coming here, you will find uh, an experience that feels like home away from home and you will want to come back. Um, I hear a lot of travelers tell us like Guatemala is so underrated and I will definitely agree, you know. Well, unfortunately, we have a bad rap thanks to the media, but uh, we're like any other developing country. I'm not going to refer to Guatemala as a third world country because we're developing, you know. We don't have to carry with those tags and labels. 
I think there are more positive things going on here than negatives. So we are very eager to share that with travelers. Feel free to reach out and connect. You can also find us on YouTube. We have a series of documentaries that are dedicated to our artists and partners. So you can see a little bit of what they're doing here and learn a little bit more about their culture and identity. So I definitely encourage you to check that out. Thank you. I also echo the sentiment that it's definitely worth the visit. I know that's just one of the most powerful experiences I've had. And and when I think about knowing that a place that I can take travelers where I know that they're going to walk away, having had a very powerful experience that I know that Guatemala is ready to deliver that every time. And, um, you know, my own personal ties to it, I think would help, but also, you know, being able to connect with someone like you, it just, it, it just makes magic happen. So Anyway, I could think we could both sing praises all day long. Um, the <laughs> last thing that I would love to to do is just uh, a series of rapid fire questions just to allow travelers to get to know you a little bit more that are listening um, to the podcast. So um, awesome. the first one is what are you reading right now? What am I reading right now? I'm reading a book written by Catalina Ruiz Navarro called Las Mujeres Que Luchan Se Encuentra, Women Who Fight Find Each Other. Mm. So this is a feminist pop manual to Latin America. It's wonderful. I'm a huge fan of her work. So um, I've been going through this right now. Thank you. Um, What is always in your suitcase or backpack when you travel? Oh, my God. So many things. Um, um, a dry bag, mm. a hand fan, insect repellent, <laughs> and my rain jacket. Yeah. Always. Yes. Always, always. Those four. <laughs> to sojourn means to travel somewhere as if you live there and to spend a short time really engaging in community, which we know is how you love to travel. Where is a destination that you would love to sojourn? Oh my God. I would definitely love to go to Asia. I would really like to go to Laos and to Thailand. Mm -hmm. It's something so different. I I haven't had the opportunity of going to Asia. So I I can imagine it would be a life-changing trip for me. Um, What do you eat that immediately connects you to a place that you've been? I'm going to say drink, tea, (laughs) Morocco. Yeah. Tea takes me back to Morocco for sure. Um, who was a person that inspired or encouraged you to explore the world? My dad. My dad. My dad, um, he's worked so much his entire life, you know, um, working abroad as well. Since I was a kid, I remember my dad going away on long business trips. But, uh, you know, working so hard uh, led him to so many places that he never expected. So it was definitely my dad. Uh, I remember the first time um, I went to Europe with him. And I told him, this is so exciting, you know, moving around airports. And, and he said, you're going to see the world just like me. Mm-hmm. You know, be patient. And I have been very lucky. He's one of my biggest supporters at Etnica and definitely someone that motivates me to keep exploring. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, if you could take an adventure with one person, fictional or real, alive or past, who would it be? Oh, my God. That's a tough one. <laughs> I would definitely... Would would definitely like to um, come back to pre-Hispanic Guatemala, you know, and I would love to experience it with uh, a local person, an average person, you know, to see how life was mm-hmm. before the Spanish came here and before colonization. It was such a 
fully thriving and evolved society, the Mayan civilization is amazing. I would love to see how my country was before that. Mm. So anybody that would welcome me from any social <laughs> class in Maya civilization would be fantastic. Um, That's definitely something that spikes my interest. That would be so amazing. I don't even know if I know how to imagine what that would be like. But yes, I when you travel to places like Guatemala and you can kind of like hear a whisper of what that history might have been, that would be amazing to be able to see it. Um, yes. The last one is who is one woman in the travel industry you admire and would love to recognize in this space? Vinci Ho from the Rice Travel Institute. Um, not only is Vinci my friend, but I have learned so much from her mission at Rice and from her experience. Uh, she has been a, definitely a key element in motivating us in this field and a big supporter of Etnica. But I am a huge fan of Dr. Vinci Ho. Yeah. Um, um, love the conversations that I share with her, you know, he, here in the ex experiential journey. And also when uh, she came to Guatemala before, uh, not only did I find a friend, but I have learned so much from her mission and what uh, motivated her to uh, start the Rice Travel Institute. So definitely a huge shout out and recognition to what she's doing. So powerful. Thank you. I, I agree. She's amazing. Um, well, thank you so much, Sophia. Um, I have been waiting for this moment since I first heard about what you're doing. And I'm so glad that we finally got to have this conversation and share our love of Guatemala and this type of impactful travel with others. Thank you so much, Christine, for the space and congratulations on all the awesome things that you're also doing at Lotus Sojourns and for Soul of Travel. Thank you for the space. And I'm very happy to be able to share a little bit about me and what I'm doing with your listeners. Thank you for listening to The Soul of Travel. I hope you enjoyed the journey. If you love this conversation, I encourage you to subscribe, rate the podcast, and share the episodes that inspire you with others. I am so proud of the way these conversations are bringing together people from around the world. If this sounds like your community, welcome. I am so happy you are here. You can find all the ways you can be a part of the Soul of Travel and Lotus Sojourns community at www.lotussojourns.com. Here you can learn more about Soul of Travel and my guests. You can see details about the transformational sojourns I guide for women, as well as my book Sojourn, which offers an opportunity to explore your heart, mind, and the world through the pages of books specially selected to create a unique journey. I am all about community and would love to connect. You can find me on Facebook at Lotus Sojourns and join our community, the Lotus Sojourns Collective. Or follow me on Instagram, either at Lotus Sojourns or at Soul of Travel Podcast. Stay up to date by joining the Lotus Sojourns mailing list. I look forward to getting to know you and hopefully hear your story. Your story.